Carlson stepping in the batter's box. And now for the play-by-play, Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Ralph Connor. Hello again, everybody. 30-year-old left-hander Mike McCormick pitching this first game for the Giants has won nine games and lost seven. But Harrelson's batting right-handed, and here's the first pitch. It's inside low for a ball. Harrelson is hitting 228 for the season. He has 18 runs batted in. Eddie Yost on the coaching lines at third, and Yogi Berra is the Met coach at first. Mike McCormick into the motion once again. Here's the pitch. And it's in there for a call strike. Dick Stello is the umpire calling balls and strikes. McCormick first came to the Giant organization in 1956. The New York Giants they were then. Here's the 1-1 delivery. Inside low. Later on, after the Giants came to San Francisco, he was traded over to Baltimore and then to Washington. Spent four years there before coming back and won the Cy Young Award in the National League here in 1967 when he won 22 games. McCormick pitches it on the ground to third. Davenport takes it, wings it across to McCovey in time, and Harrelson is out. One away, and third baseman Bobby File is coming up. Hey, the loans are larger at Household Finance. Now borrow up to $1,400 at any HFC office in New York. Remember, larger loans, Household Finance. In the middle of the third inning in Atlanta, the Cubs nothing and the Atlanta Braves nothing. Kenny Holtzman, 15-8 against Bill Necro, who has won 18 and lost 11. Foul swings and pops it up out into short right field. Hunt is backpedaling, but he's called off by right fielder Ken Henderson, who puts it away. Two men out, and Tommy Agee will be coming up now. File, by the way, has a batting average of 236 with eight runs batted in. Agee is hitting 278. 22 homers and 64 runs batted in. Dropped down to the number three slot in the batting order by the Mets against the left-hander, Mike McCormick. Bright, warm, and sunny at this particular time of day at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. But the weather varies from time to time. The breaking pitch is high and away. Cleon Jones has moved out on deck now. Cleon sat out yesterday's game. And as you Gil Hodges figured that day's rest would do him good. He's had a bruised hand. He did appear as a pinch hitter late in the ballgame. 1-0 delivery, and it is swung on and missed with a check swing. The ball actually hit about two feet in front of the plate. And A.G. had started his swing and tried to check it, but umpire Dick Stello says it's a swinging strike, so make it 1-1. Two men out, nobody on base. Here is McCormick's pitch. Swung on and missed. One and two. Around the infield, Willie McCovey's playing first base. Ron Hunt is at second. Hal Lanier's at short. Jim Davenport's at third. Dave Marshall in left. Bobby Bonds in center. And Ken Henderson is in right field. This will be a 1-2 pitch to A.G. It's on the way. Swung on and missed. McCormick gets his first strike out. He got A.G. swinging the sides out in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left in the middle of the first inning. The score is the Mets nothing and the Giants coming to bat. Yeah, that's 
Right, I'm going to jump off this bridge. Hold on. Look, pal, now it's an ugly world and I'm going to go. Don't tell me. I stood right where you're standing just last month. What? I was going to jump too. Then I thought to myself, jumping from a bridge is kind of squirrely. Real people don't jump from bridges. You're no kidding. So what did you do? I tried to think of the most subtle, inconspicuous, sophisticated way out. Yeah, and what was that? (laughs) I started smoking cigarettes. (laughs) Cigarettes? Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's got class. Have you got a cigarette for me? Sure. One of the new long ones. They're fantastic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about increasing your life insurance? No. No, as a matter of fact, I haven't. I know a little place, a few blocks. From here, nice Italian foods. We can talk, smoke a lot, you know. Hey, good, good, yeah. <laughs> this message was brought to you by your American Cancer Society. Huge banner that said Hoboken, New Jersey, the year of the Met. And they got. Uh, a negative reaction from the Giant fans here at Candlestick. Tom Seaver's on the mound for the New York Mets. 24 years of age with a record of 18 wins and 7 losses. Against the Giants, he has won one and lost none. Seaver's lifetime record against the Giants is 4 wins and 2 losses. Jerry Grody is the Mets catcher. Don Clendenon is at first. Al Weiss at second. Bud Harrelson at short. Bobby File at third. Leon Jones in left, Tommy Agee in center, Ron Swoboda in right field. The Mets with an all-right-hand batting order. The Giants will have Ken Henderson up to lead off. He twisted a knee on a play at the plate in the eighth inning yesterday, but apparently it was of no particular consequence because he's in the ball game today. He's a switch hitter batting left, and he's hitting 217, six homers and 31 runs batted in. Here's a pitch that is low, bounds on by Grody, and it is ball one. Moving out on deck is Ron Hunt. Frank Howard has hit his 42nd home run of the year in the seventh inning of one on for the Washington Senators, sending them four to nothing ahead of the Oakland A's. Mike Epstein had hit his 23rd in the sixth, and Bernie Allen hit his eighth in the second. Here's a foul ball back and out of play. It's one and one. On the coaching lines, R.C. Virgil is at third for the Giants, and Wes Westrom is on the lines at first. Here's a 1-1 pitch. And tied for a ball. 2-1. There have been all sorts of discussions about what would have happened yesterday had Henderson not been out at the plate. Here's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play on the relay throw that came in from Boswell that hit Coach West Westrom and bounded out into the infield. Clint Dennis scrambled after the ball and made the play onto the plate. But... Uh, there have been all sorts of rules discussions involving the umpires and the press box and ex-managers. Here's a swing and a miss, strike three. As Seaver strikes out Henderson. One away. And Ron Hutt is coming up now. Ron Hutt is hitting 263. He has two homers and 34 runs batted in. He was hit by a pitch ball one time yesterday, last year. He was hit by pitch balls 25 times, a record-breaking number. Beaver looks in to get a sign from Grody. 
The pitch is high for a ball. Silva defeated the Giants 4-3 on May 30th at Shea Stadium. He is trying to become the National League's first 19-game winner. The Met record for wins in a season by a pitcher is 19. Jerry Kuzman won that many last year. Here's a swing and a high fly ball to deep left field. Cleon Jones goes to the wall. He's in the warning track and makes the catch in front of the 365 sign in left field. So there are two men out, and that'll bring up Jim Davenport. Among the rules discussions involving that throw that hit West Western, Western has admitted that he was out of the coach's box at the time. The rule says at one point that a throw hitting a coach is in place, that the ball is in place. But, of course, the coach, by being out of the coach's box, would be liable for interference. He might very well be ejected from the game. All sorts of interpretations, apparently, have been offered. Jim Davenport at the plate, and it's low for a ball. Davenport is hitting 256 with two homers and 35 runs batted in. It is safe to say, had Henderson not been out at the plate, and the play, we'd have had one great rhubarb. Here's a swing and a foul ball. Back and out of play. And there's been much discussion overnight of the great play made by Rod Gasper. And he's getting a throw off all the way into the plate in the bottom of the ninth to get Verda at home plate. Low and away. Also, Jerry Grody, the catcher. Made a tremendous play on his end of that throw. Coming up with a pickup and lunging over to make the tag. Here's the 2-1 pitch. It's high for a ball. 3-1 now to Davenport with Willie McCovey on deck. Davenport chokes up on the bat a little bit. Here's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. Davenport was a member of the 1958 Giants. That was their first year here in San Francisco. Here's Seaver's payoff pitch. Fired in for a call, strike three. A good fastball. Fired right past Davenport. Seaver seemed to be working in a good rhythm. He got two strikeouts in the inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. And at the end of one full inning of play, the score is the Mets nothing and the Giants nothing. Well, the Mets will be coming home to New York next weekend, and they'll open up a nine-game homestand. And you'll have a chance, while they are still on the road this week, to pick up tickets for the remaining games at Shea Stadium. There are 16 games remaining to be played on 12 dates, so there are four big double-header bargain bills coming up at Shea Stadium. Of course, uh, the Chicago Cubs come in on Monday night the 8th and Tuesday night the 9th. Tickets are now on sale for those games. The Philadelphia Phillies are in for a twilight doubleheader next Friday night, the 5th, an afternoon game on the 6th, and a Sunday afternoon game the 7th. Montreal's in for a twilight doubleheader on Wednesday, the 10th, Thursday afternoon, the 11th. Pittsburgh Pirates are in for five games in three days, the 19th, 20th, and 21st. The Cardinals are in for night games on the 23rd and 24th. That's the home schedule remaining at Shea. The advance ticket window at Shea Stadium is open seven days a week. The Mets have Cleon Jones up to lead off now. Cleon is 
Batting 349, he has 12 homers and 72 runs batted in. He is wearing a glove over his bruised hand. He bruised it in San Diego, sliding into third base. And in the initial game of this series, in taking a swing, he was taking that hand off the bat on occasion. Roberto Clemente is batting 356, he of the Pittsburgh Pirates, so that he has a seven-point lead over Cleon Jones in the National League batting race. The New York Mets, in the month of August, have had their best month ever. 20 wins and 9 losses. McCormick, a left-hand pitcher, working to the right-hand batter, Cleon Jones. Lanier moves a full stride into the hole now at short against right-hand batter Cleon Jones, playing him to pull. Here's a breaking pitch dropped into the strike zone. It is strike one. Don Clinton on his on deck. Willie Mays so far has not appeared in this series. He is out with a full ligament in his left knee. Here's a swing and a miss. He pulled the ligament, running down a ball, hit by Johnny Callison in the Philly series just before the Mets came to town. And the doctor says it's sort of a day-by-day proposition with the captain of the Giants, Willie Mays. Willie normally brings the lineup cards out. He did not today. Wes Westrom brought them out to the plate. Two-strike delivery. Swung on it on the ground to third. Davenport up for the big hop. Plays it across to McCovey, and Jones is out. One away, and Don Clendenin's coming up. It was Clendenin's home run over the right field fence in the 10th inning that won the game for the Mets yesterday. Clendenin has nine homers this year, 38 runs batted in. He's hitting 253. He's a right-hand batter. He also made major contributions on the two big plays in the 8th and ninth innings yesterday. Here's a swing and a foul ball. As it was his throw to the plate that got Berta in the ninth. If Berta had scored, of course, the game would have been over. And it was his throw to third that got McCovey. to complete a double play. Here is a pitch that is low for a ball. One and one now to Don Clendenin. One-one delivery. Low for a ball. Two and one. Ron Swoboda is next in the order. Mike McCormick with the 2-1 pitch. Swung on and hit in the air to right field. And coming fast is Ken Henderson. And he can't get it. And neither can the second baseman, Ron Hutt. Clendenin now is out at first base on a throw taken by the catcher, Jackie Hyatt. Jackie Hyatt, the catcher, moved down the line, covered first. And Clendenin has taken a wide turn because McCovey has chased the ball. Way down the line, the play goes 9-2 as Ken Henderson came up with the pop fly and fired it down to first. It is a base hit. Mark Lindenen, who had reached first safely, had taken a turn and then goes out on the play 9-2. So Ron Swoboda comes up. Two men out, nobody on base. It's a base hit for Clendenin, and then after having taken the wide turn, he is out 9-2. In for a call strike. Clendenin, of course, knew that McCovey, Hunt, 
And Henderson Hall had chased the pop fly out into right. So he took the wide term, not aware that the catcher, Jackie Hyde, had followed him up the line and was there for the throw. Pitch to Sloboda's high and tight. One and one to Svoboda. Two men out, nobody on base, no score. The Mets are batting in the top of the second. First game of a Sunday doubleheader. They play Svoboda to pull the ball. Lanier pulled way over into the hole. Here is a pitch inside. It's two and one. Many of the old-timers who are here for old-timers weekend are on hand again this afternoon. They played the old-timers game yesterday. Some of them have moved on to other cities for other old-timers' appearances today. It's a 2-1 pitch. And it is in there for a call strike. 2-2. Ed Bailey has moved on to Cincinnati for an old-timers appearance there. He can make a living off these old-timers games, Lindsay. There's one in Cincinnati, as you said, today, and then tomorrow, Houston has an old-timers game. Bobby Thompson is heading for Houston to appear in that one down there. Here's a 2-2 delivery, and it's low for a ball. 3-2. and two. Yeah, they are, they've become so popular. And the old-timers games were actually begun by George Weiss in New York. they become so popular that uh, a ball player could just keep moving around the country. Here's a payoff pitch. Low, and it's a walk to Ron Svoboda. It's the first walk issued by McCormick. Two men are out, and Jerry Grody is coming up. Brody is hitting 246. He has four homers and 33 runs batted in. Ralph, that is some kind of a play he made on the receiving end of Gasper's throw yesterday at the plate. Certainly was a great play, and in the excitement, it was overlooked, I believe, because the throw was such a great throw, but it was in tight to Grody, and he had to make a fine catch of a play, almost like a first baseman, and I don't believe with the old guy gloves that he could have handled the ball, but with the new catcher's gloves and the way they're built, he made the play perfectly. He short hopped it and then came right in there to make the tag. Here's a pitch low into the dirt. It's ball one to Grody. McCovey is holding against the runner, Ron Svoboda at first. McCormick sets, checks the runner. Here's the pitch to Grody. Low for a ball. It's 2-0. Oh. It's interesting, or was interesting yesterday after the ball game, talking to former ball players, the catchers, and umpire Babe Pinelli. All were talking not about the throw, but about Grody's play. Because that is what they saw. And that always looks like the boat at his position and sees what happens exactly there. Here's a 2-0 pitch. Swung on and fouled off. So it's 2-1. and one. I think the best play of the whole day was the fact that Rod Gasper's father flew all the way from Hawaii to see him play his first ball game, and he got in the game defensively and made the big play of the game. He certainly did. It was indeed the big play. I don't think there were very many observers, and Rod Gasper said he was among them, who thought that he had a chance in the world to get Berta when that ball was first hit down in the left field corner. Because they had the big shift on Covey, of course, swung way around the other way. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Fouled off. It's 2-2. There are many batters in baseball that have hit a double, a two-base hit into a double play. It certainly are. Brody, after having made the tag, 
probably in his mind was thinking it had been a fly ball and it was a double play there and thinking it was three out so he rolled the ball back to the mound the minute he turned it loose he knew what he'd done so he was chasing it trying to get to it but Clendenin got to it first at the mound and made the play on McCovey at third contributing to the double play was the fact that neither Berta nor McCovey will take any speed records here's a 2-2 pitch and it's low for a ball John is out full at three and two now to Grody with White kneeling on deck. No score in this game, and the Mets are batting in the top of the second. McCormick checks. Payoff pitch, runner going, and it's lined into right, and Henderson's moving up, and he'll get there to make the catch and does. So Grody lined it. He hit it well to right field. No runs. He hit a walk. No errors and one left. In the middle of the second inning, the score is Mets nothing, Giants nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Harry Von Zell with a message from the Government Educational Foundation. When you buy a house or a car, you pretty much read every word in your mortgage papers or your order form. Why then, when you have an investment in freedom, don't you study the contract you have with the United States of America? Every American is a contract citizen of the United States. We live under laws which we permit to be passed. We carry on our day-to-day -day activities under regulations and ordinances approved by our elected officials. But behind all of these statutes is a document many know about but few have ever really studied, the Constitution of the United States. Here is your opportunity to get this living work without cost or obligation. For your copy of the United States Constitution, write to Law and Order, Box 1627, Washington, D.C., Zip 20013. Law and Order, Washington, D.C., Box 1627, Zip 20013. A public service message from the Government Educational Foundation. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Conner and Bob Murphy at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, California. Willie McCovey is coming up to lead off for the Giants, and the Mets put on their usual McCovey ship. That means Clendenin retreats to a deep first base near the line. Second baseman Al Weiss moves way over him deep. Harrelson moves over to the first base side of second, and Bobby Powell moves over near the bag at second. Here's Stevens pitch outside for a ball. Right fielder Ron Swoboda moves over toward the corner in right and deep. Tommy Agee moves over in right and deep. And Cleon Jones stays in left but plays it deep. Here's a changeup, and it is low. Steve thought he'd get a call strike. He didn't, and he now is inquiring of the umpire. What's the matter with that one? It was a big changeup. Now Steve has gone behind 2-0. and oh. Dick Stello, the umpire behind the plate. Fans start rhythmic applause. 2-0 pitch. Swung on and line. And the center. That should be extra bases. It's in between Jones and Agee. McCovey's on his way to second. Agee up with the ball. And McCovey's going to try for three. Here's a throw. And he is in sliding with a triple. Having gone behind 2-0... Seaver decided to challenge McCovey with the fastball. The 2-0 pitch was blazed in, and McCovey drilled it on a line to left center between Jones and Agee. A big hole there with the shift on, and 
McCovey pulled up with three bases. Now it's Bobby Bonds up for the first time. McCovey with his second triple of the season. And only his second. Bonds is hitting 272. He has 29 homers and 73 runs batted in. He's a right-hand batter. Mets keep the infield back. Here's the pitch. It's high for a ball. No score in the Giants are batting in the bottom of the second inning. Willie McCovey, who leads the league in homers with 41 and runs batted in with 112, having tripled to open the inning. Here's the pitch low. Now Steve has gone behind 2-0 and to Bobby Bond. Dave Marshall is next in the order. pitch. Swung on and foul back. It's two and one. The Giants had their win streak snapped yesterday at nine straight. Their last previous loss had been to the Mets and it was the Mets who snapped the winning streak. The victory yesterday for the Mets assured them of the season series over the Giants, something the Mets had never before been able to accomplish. 2-1 pitch. Misses low and away. So it goes out to 3-1 to Bonds with Marshall on deck. There is nobody out. Seaver takes the side from Jerry Grody. McCovey leads at third base. 3-1 delivery. Fired in there for a call strike. It's 3-2. Seaver takes his cap off now. Looks around. Steps up on the rubber. This will be a payoff pitch to Bobby Bond. Seaver into the motion. The pitch is on the way. He walking. On the way. First walk given up by Seaver, and it'll bring up Dave Marshall. Marshall's hitting 243, two homers, 30 runs batted, and he's a left-hand batter coming up with runners at first and third. Montreal Expos are down in San Diego for a doubleheader today. The Cubs are now batting in the top of the fifth with Atlanta leading one to nothing. Kenny Holtzman, 15 and 8, against Phil Necro, 18 and 11. The Phillies are meeting the Dodgers down at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles in a latest start a single game this afternoon. Now Seaver checks the runners. The pitch to Marshall. Swung on and missed his strike one. Cincinnati Reds are leading the St. Louis Cardinals by a score of 5-2 to two in the bottom of the fifth. Bob Gibson, 16-9 against Jim Merritt, 15-5. Johnny Bench hit his 22nd homer in the second inning with nobody on, an inning in which Cincinnati exploded for five runs. In the middle of the first inning, the Pirates nothing. Houston coming to bat. Luke Walker against Denville Master. The pitch swung on and missed. Strike two to Marshall. Willie McCovery is third, and Bobby Bonds at first. Nobody out, no score. Seaver walks back to the infield grass. Washington Senators are leading the Oakland A's 7-0. Catfish Hunter started for Oakland. Paul Lindblad in the seventh, and Raleigh Fingers in the seventh. Casey Cox for Washington. Bernie Allen hit his eighth homer. Mike Epstein is 23rd, Frank Howard is 42nd, Ken McMullen is 13th. The pitch, swung on and missed. On three pitches, Marshall is struck out. Third strikeout for Seaver. Runners holding first and third. Jackie Hyatt, the catcher, is coming up. Hyatt's hitting 188. He has six homers and 26 runs batted in. 
In the middle of the fourth inning, the Minnesota Twins four and the Boston Red Sox nothing. Vicente Romo five and eight against Jim Perry, 16 and five. Ted Ulanders hit his seventh homer and Harmon Killebrew has hit his 38. At the end of five innings, the Kansas City Royals three and the New York Yankees two. Bill Butler, 7-8 against Fritz Peterson, 13-13. Lou Piniella has homered his 11th in the fourth inning with one man on. His pitch is outside to right-hand batter Hyatt. In the three innings, Seattle 2, Detroit nothing. Gene Brabender, 10-10 against Earl Wilson, 11-8. In the middle of the second, Cleveland nothing. White Sox nothing. Dick Ellsworth, 6-6 against Tommy John, 6-10. The Cal Angels at Baltimore in a latest start. Beavers sets and deals. The runner at first go. Swing and a miss. The throw through to second. And he is safe. A stolen base. Holding at third is McCovey. Bobby Bonds with a world of speed was off and winging. That is the 37th stolen base of the season for Bobby Bonds. McCovey, the runner at third, made no attempt. To score on the throw through as Cody fired it down there. It's one and one to Hyatt now. Runners at second and third and one man out. Let's keep the infield back. Seaver works straight away now. And here's the pitch. Swung on and foul back. The count goes to one and two to Hyatt. He's followed in the order by Hal Lanier. So Seaver is trying now to get by Hyatt. So he can work to Lanier with two men out. He'd like to get by hard via the strikeout route, if at all possible. With McCovey at third and Bonds at second. Seaver indicates he wants Cody to start the signs over again. He does. Seaver looks over at McCovey. Here is his one-two pitch. High for a ball. It's two-two. He'll try to make this a pitch of decision right here. The outfield defense of the Mets shaded just a little toward right on right-hand batter Jackie Hyatt. Pitch, breaking pitch in for a call strike three. Got him with a 2-2 breaking pitch for a strikeout. That's number four for Seaver. And it brings up switch hitter Hal Lanier. A big strikeout. Lanier will be batting left, of course. And he's hitting 222. He has 23 runs batted in. Jerry Grody calls time and he goes out for a word now with Seaver. Seaver trying to pitch himself out of trouble here in the bottom half of the second inning. There is no score yet in the ball game. Lanier is in and waiting. He's the number eight man in the batting order. Now Seaver works straight away with a pitch. Swung on and missed. Fastball, strike one. Waiting on deck is Mike McCormick. Seaver's working at a good rhythm. He is fast. Now the pitch, fired and fouled off. It's to the left side into the seat, and the count goes to strike two. Seaver now takes a look around, having gone 0-2 to Lanier. Let's just try to avoid making any sort of a mistake here now. Lanier chokes up on the bat a little bit him shallow in left and center. Two-strike delivery, and it is fired high. Seaver took one step toward the dugout. 
But he might be out of it. It's one and two now to Hal Lanier. Seaver calls time. He wants Grody. A little bit of a conference here, probably in regard to the type of pitches that Seaver wants to throw. He'd like to be in accord with Grody, who is the catcher, and also the fact that Hal Lanier is the eighth batter in the batting order with the pitcher Mike McCormick on deck. McCormick, by the way, for the season is nine for 55. He's had a double and a homer and four runs batted in with an average of 164. Now Seaver with a one-two pitch to Lanier. Fired and foul back. Out of play. It's one and two. It was a two-nothing fastball that McCovey drilled into left center for his triple. Then Bonds walked, stole second. Marshall struck out. Hyatt struck out. Here's a foul ball. Back off the screen, out of play. The count holds one and two. As Lanier continues just to get some wood on the ball. I would imagine, after seeing the next two pitches after the conference, that Seaver said, I want to take this fellow with my fastball. He'd like to overpower Lanier. Here is the one-two delivery. He changes this time, takes a lot off of it, and it's popped up into short right. Al Weiss is back there, and he makes the catch to retire the side. So it is no runs on a hit or walk, no errors, and two men left. McCovey had a leadoff triple and failed to score. At the end of two full innings of play, the score is the Mets nothing, the Giants nothing. Hi, this is Bob Walton at Walton Sports Shop urging you to stop in and see us when you need camping equipment. Now that vacation time is here, have you found that in checking over your equipment that you need something additional? Then stop in and see the wide selection we have to offer. Walton's carries pack frames, canteens, and mess kits. If this is your first year of tenting, then be sure that you see Walton's for all styles of tents, air mattresses, and Coleman stoves and lanterns. Walton's carries a full line of famous name sleeping bags. Of course, at Walton's, hunters can find everything in one convenient location. Guns, ammunition, and hand-loading equipment. And rifle scopes to make those long shots surer and safer. For the golfers, be sure to visit Walton's Par 3 room where you'll find a complete line of golf equipment. Shoes, clubs, bags, carts, and a rainproof jacket for just $9.95. A complete line of equipment for all sports is what you'll find at Walton's Sports Shop, Lake Avenue in Saratoga. Where sportsmen cater to sportsmen. We're going now to the third inning. The New York Mets are coming up in here for the play-by-play. Ralph Kiner. Thank you, Lindsey Nelson, and hi, everyone. First batter for the Mets will be Al White. Again, starting pitcher Mike McCormick. Al batting for the first time. White's playing at second base has a record of 219 for the season. Two home runs, 18 runs batted in. McCormick has given up one hit, a blue base hit by Don Clendenin. It came in the second. First pitch, a check swing foul ball, and strike one. It'll be Al Weiss, Tom Seaver, and Bud Harrelson for the Mets here against the left-hander. 
McCormick this year has no victories over the Mets. He has lost one. Lifetime, he has won six against the Mets and lost three. And the left-hander's next delivery, a fastball popped up on the second base side. Ron Hunt, shading from the sun, is right on the edge of the outfield grass, and he makes the catch. That'll bring up Tom Seaver. The Chicago Cubs have scored four runs in the top of the fifth inning, three of them on Billy Williams' 15th home run, and they lead Atlanta now by a score of four to one after four and a half innings. Ken Holtzman against Bill Negro. That started the action of the day, three and a half games back of Chicago in the Eastern Division. And the first pitch to Tom Seaver, a small curveball for ball one. Seaver has an average of 106, seven hits and 66 times up. And now McCormick back, and a fastball is fouled down in the dirt. It's one and one. Seaver's had two extra base hits, both doubles. He has driven in three runs. Seaver, a right-hand batter, was raised in Fresno, California, about 150 miles from San Francisco. Next pitch is grounded foul in the count one and two. Hank Thompson, who played the old-timers game yesterday, lives in Fresno, and he brought the word up that the temperature in Fresno right about now was 105 degrees. It's a hot country and the raisin center of the world, I guess. The one-two pitch deceiver. Swung on and fouled into the stand. And the count remains at one ball and two strikes. The raisin center of the world? Yeah, those are those little dried-up grapes. Oh, I see. One ball, two strikes. And the pitch. And it's high for ball two. Two balls and two strikes. I think Charlie Weaver is always kidding about Fresno, California and the fact that it's the racing center. And now at 2-2, the pitch is hit on the ground to the second baseman, Ron Hunt. He goes to one knee to field the ball, tosses the first base, and picks up the out. Two up and two away, and it brings up Bud Harrelson batting for the second time. Bud batting 227 for the year. His first time up, he grounded to the third baseman, Jim Davenport, and was thrown out. Bud's had one hit and seven times up in the series, but it drove in a run. Harrelson batting right-handed against the left-hander Mike McCormick. Batting right-handed, but has hit 169 this year. Left-handed, he is hitting at 246. And a line shot to center field, a base hit. Harrelson hitting a high curveball in the center field for a single. And he holds at first base as Bobby Barnes fields the ball in center field and tosses it back to the infield. So the Mets have their second hit. And with two men away, the batter will be Bobby Fowle, the third baseman. Got a waiver deal here for you, Ralph. It's just been announced between the Seattle Pilots and the Houston Astros. Tommy Davis goes from Seattle to Houston in exchange for Sandy Valdespino and Danny Walden, who was hitting 335 at Oklahoma City. Well, Tommy Davis, who started his major league career with the Los Angeles Dodgers, 
Now moving on to Houston and inside. He should like that fast surface. He bounces a lot of balls and has good power. First pitch to Bobby Fowle, a call strike. Incidentally, Tommy Davis is one of the few lifetime 300 batters in baseball. I think they're four. Hank Aaron, or more than four, maybe. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Roberto Cometti, Tommy Davis. Not too many. One strike pitch, hard smash to the shortstop. Now Lanier. And he makes the catch that retires the side. No runs, one hit, no errors. The man left at first in the score. In the middle of the third, the New York Mets nothing, the San Francisco Giants nothing. Hello, I'm Bob Hope. For 18 years, Radio Free Europe has been providing the people of Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, Hungary, Poland, and Romania with an alternative to the propaganda of the rigidly controlled communist press and radio. RFE has become a voice of democratic opposition for these millions of East Europeans who have been denied the right to freedom of expression by their communist rulers. The people of East Europe believe in RFE and rely on it as a trusted friend as well as their principal source of true and unbiased information. They look upon RFE as their own station. Today, the East Europeans turn to RFE more than ever for inspiration in their continued efforts toward personal freedom and national independence. Write to Radio Free Europe for more information about current developments in East Europe and the work RFE is doing for the East European people. The address is Radio Free Europe, Box 1969, Mount Vernon, New York. Thank you. 300 hitter that we can recall offhand, Tony Oliva. And the Yankees have announced that they're going to have a press conference tomorrow between Ralph Ox, Joe Pepitone, and Michael Burke in regard to Joe Pepitone. And I think Lindsay's got a great story on Joe Pepitone. Lindsay, how's it going? Pepe says it. Everybody wants to help him with his financial problems, and what he doesn't understand is how does the $500 fine help him with his financial problems? <laughs> That's sort of negative help right there. Here's the first pitch to Mike McCormick by Tom Seaver. It's swung on and missed, strike one. McCormick has been up 50 times, 55 times with nine hits. He's batting 164. He's had one home run, one extra base hit as a double. And the next pitch is ball one. One ball and one strike. Scoreless ball game. The Mets have two hits. The Giants have one. And the pitch to McCormick is fouled back into the stand. So the count now one and two on the left-hand batter. Mets with a record of 20 and nine in August. That is their best record ever in the month of August. Next pitch is swung on and foul tipped. Held on to by Jerry Grody. Strike three. So Tom Seaver picks up his fifth strikeout. He got two in the first, two in the second, and now has his first man here in the third. That brings up Ken Henderson, who struck out his first time up. Seaver now with five strikeouts, has 169 for the year. He has worked 212 innings. Seaver says he is not a strikeout pitcher, but his record does not agree. He has struck out 200 in one season. Anytime you strike out 200 batters, you have to be considered a strikeout pitcher. First pitch to Henderson is fouled into the stand, strike one. 
Anderson batting 227 with no home runs and 18 runs batted in. Giants have won three games from the Mets this year. Anderson drove in the winning run and one of the victories. Ron Svoboda and Anderson stays at first. So now the hits are even at two apiece and Of what is going on 
as there is a large group of Mets and Giants around him. Now they're placing him on the stretcher. He is going to be carried off the field. That is the 20th time that Ron Hunt has been hit by a fish ball this year. Now, Willie McCovey, the bad boy, the manager, Clyde King, and Bobby Bonds are carrying Ron Hunt off the field on the stretcher. Going in the run for Ron Hunt is Don Mason, and he'll take over at second base. Oh, that ball hit him awfully hard. Fortunately, he did have the batting helmet on. And it did catch him, I think, on the top of the back of the head, which is probably as safe a place as any if you have to be there in the head. Runners at first and second base, and Tom Seaver pitching to Jim Davenport. He struck out Davenport his first time up, and the first pitch is swung on a miss, strike one. Davenport, right hand batter with an average of 255, two home runs, and 35 runs batted in. He was a pinch hitter in yesterday's ball game and hit a fly ball into a double play. Junior double play that saw Boswell's throw hit West Westrup. And then the ball was picked up and thrown on in by Don Fendenen as Henderson tried to score from third base after the ball got away. Next pitch is the ball. The count one and one. And Seaver back in the pitch. Hit foul into the stands on the right field side and the count one ball and two strikes. One of the things about a pitcher after he has hit someone in the head, it's pretty tough on him too. And especially an emotional fellow like Tom Seaver, I would believe. Here's a one-two pitch and it's down low. Two balls, two strikes. Signs go out. Runners at first and second. One man out, bottom half of the third, and Seaver with a 2-2 pitch, and it's flying to center field. A.G. off and running. He'll get to it, and he makes the catch. Anderson goes back to second base. Mason back to first, and with two men away, and Willie McCovey coming up. We'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. New York Mets baseball from 102.3 FM in Saratoga Springs, New York. WKAJ. And they're along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from San Francisco, California. Willie McCovey, the batter for the Giants with runners at first and second. Willie tripled his first time up. He's had four hits and seven times up in the series. 
He leads the National League in home runs. He has a total of 41 and runs better than him with 112, and he's batting 325. Mets put on their McCulley shift with three infielders on the right side, the third baseman over on the left side of the infield, and Seaver into the stretch position. Here's the pitch, and it's inside a ball. One ball, no strike. And Seaver now back again. And the pitch is just low. Two and all. This is Seaver's second big test. His first came in the second inning when he had runners at second and third. And the 2-0 delivery. Down low and it's ball three. Three balls, no strikes. Beyond deck batter, Bobby Vaughn. And the next pitch is inside ball four, and McCovey walks for the 101st time of the season, and that loads up the bases as Henderson goes to third and Mason goes down to second. And it brings up Bobby Vaughn. walk on the 3-2 pitch is first time up. And the first pitch to the right-hand batter is a curveball that is in the dirt. It's blocked by Jerry Grody. Ball one. Bonds has had 29 home runs this year. He's batting 272 and has driven in 73 runs. He has had one hit in the series. It was a three-run home run off of Gary Gentry in the first inning of the first game. Now a fastball swung on and missed. One and one. One ball, one strike. Two men away, bottom half the third, no score. The Giants have the bases loaded. Here's the delivery. And it's low, and the count now two and one. The preliminary report on Ron Hunt is that he was hit on the head, but on the batting helmet. He was conscious, and they'll have more to report later on. Here's the two-one pitch. Hit deep to center field, but high enough for Tommy Agee to get to it. He is under the ball. And waiting, and he now makes the catch in the side as retired. A towering fly ball to center field. In the inning, no run. One hit. No errors, and three men left on base. And the score at the end of three, the New York Mets nothing, the San Francisco Giants nothing. Many people, when they reach 65, would like to slow down a little, but not necessarily to retire completely. Well, you do not have to retire completely to get Social Security benefits. You can earn as much as $1,680 in a year and still get a Social Security check every month. You can earn a good deal more than $1,680 in a year and still get part of the benefits, depending on how much more you earn. And here's an important point. No matter how much money you earn during the year, you can get a benefit check for any month in which you earn no more than $140. You've just heard a lot of figures. $1,680 in a year... $140 in a month, age 65. Don't be confused. If you have any questions at all about retirement, 
earnings, and Social Security benefits, get in touch with your Social Security office. The people there will be glad to answer your questions and help you apply for benefits. ball game and the first batter for the Mets will be the center fielder Tommy Agee. Tommy batting third in the batting order will be followed by Cleon Jones and Don Clendenham. Well, Ken Holtzman, who is pitching for the Chicago Cubs, has helped his cause as he has hit a two-run home run his first of the season and Chicago leads by at least the score of 6-2 to two as they bat in the top of the sixth inning. Holtzman with a record of 15-8 against Phil Negro, who has won 18 and lost 11. Started the action today, three and a half games behind the Chicago Cubs. And the first pitch to Tommy Agee by Mike McCormick is inside of ball one. Agee struck out his first time up. He went down swinging at a fastball. His average for the year at 277. And McCormick, a left-hander back, and the slow curveball is over for a ball strike. A.G. has hit 22 home runs this year. That leads the club, and he has driven in 64 runs. Second to Cleon Jones, the on-deck batter. Cleon has 72. No score, both sides with two hits. First game of a doubleheader. And McCormick back, and again the curveball. It's in for ball strike. One and two. Mike McCormick from Alhambra, California. And the one-two delivery. Fastball high, two and two. Still very little wind at Cattle Six. Beautiful day for baseball. And as Lindsay said, up till now. Next pitch is fouled off. The count stays at two balls and two strikes. Final score on the Oakland-Washington ball game. Washington won eight to three. Winning pitcher was Casey Cox. He's now ten and five. The losing pitcher was Hunter. Home runs by Allen, Epstein, Howard, and McMullen. Howard getting his 42nd. Epstein his 23rd. Now a fastball that is just inside. Three and two. Three balls, two strikes. The report on Ron Hunt is that he is going to St. Luke's Hospital and he'll be there overnight for observation. Has a bruise in the back of his head. Slow changeup that is outside ball four. An easy walk. All the drinks in the world, beer is the only one meant to have a head. And Rheingold is the beer that keeps it set. Rheingold, 10-minute head. Haven't you timed it yet? Cleon Jones now up for the Mets. Cleon grounded out his first time up. One for six in the series, and he's playing with a bruised right hand. It is noticeably affecting his swing as he has to let go with his right hand as he swings the bat. Leon batting 348. 
Smitty, batting at 356, leads the National League in hitting. And the first pitch to Cleon, outside the ball. Scoreless ball game, the Mets with the runner at first base with no one out in the top of the fourth. Leon has 151 hits this year. That is his career high. And the pitch does not come off a throw to first base in AG back easily. Now once again McCormick sets up. AG with a good lead at first draws another throw. He's back easily again. A.G. has six stolen bases and 13 tries. Leon leads the club with 16 stolen bases. Now time called. And now time back in. And the pitch to the plate is a slow curveball that is taken for a strike. Leon was out in bunting position. One and one. He was bunting or was thinking about bunting with the intent of bunting for a base hit, not a sacrifice. Leon protecting that right hand that he jammed at San Diego. Now throw to first base, and again, A.G. back safely. One ball, one strike. A.G. with a tremendous lead this time. He does not go, and the pitch is taken high. Two balls, one strike. A.G. evidently feeling that he can get back easily against McCormick. He had a big lead that time. Scoreless game. No one out. Top of the fourth inning. A.G. again with a good-sized lead. And the pitch is high and away. So the count now, three balls and one strike. The batter, Cleon Jones. The on-deck batter is Don Pendennis. This game, the first game of a doubleheader and the third game of the scheduled four-game series. Now McCormick sets. A.G. again with a good lead. And the pitch as he's running is rounded out in the hole. It is in the left field of base hit. A.G. on his way to third base. And Cleon Jones holding at first base. And the throw gets away from the second baseman, Don Mason, but is backed up by Willie McCovey. So Cleon gets his first into this ball game, his second in the series. And now the Mets have runners at first and third with no one out. And the batter is John Clendenin. Lanier, the shortstop, got his glove on that ball, but did not slow it down as it went out into left field. And the 152 base hits for Cleon Jones now, his all-time career high. He previously had had 151. First pitch to Clendenin, the curve that's rolling inside the ball. Don had a base hit his first time up. He rounded first base too far and was thrown out by Ken Henderson. As he tried to get back to the bag, the throw taken by the catcher, Jack Hyatt.
One ball, no strikes. Infield back. Here's the pitch. It is grounded foul. Just foul as Jim Davenport takes it in foul territory back of the bag. So they count even at one and one. Action in the bullpen for the San Francisco Giants. Ron Herbel, the bespectacled right-hander, warming up for San Francisco. Let's now have three base hits. Runners at first and third, no one out. We're in the top of the fourth. And the next pitch to Clendenin is hit in the air, foul, but the ball going out of play into the stand. So McCormick now with the count his way, one ball and two strikes. It was Don Clendenin who won yesterday's ball game with a home run in the 10th inning. That's winning by a score of 3-2 to two and giving Gaylord Perry his 11th loss of the season. He came in with a record of 16 wins. McGraw was the winner on his 25th birthday on that ball game yesterday. And for Tug, his seventh win against two losses. Now the 1-2 pitch. It is inside. Fastball missing just off the plate in the count. Two and two. Now the signs go out. McCormick sets up again. And his 2-2 delivery is high. Fastball missing. Three and two. On deck batter for the Mets Ron Kubota. Cormick making his 23rd start of the year. He has a record of 9 and 7. Three balls, two strikes. Leon Jones with a short lead at first. He does not go, and the pitch is swung on and fouled back against the screen, and the count remains 3 and 2. Don Clendenner now has nine home runs for the season, 38 runs batted in. And of his nine home runs, five of them have come as the New York Mets. Again, the 3-2 pitch. And the pitch is taken high, and it's ball four on a check swing. And then it looked like he was going to swing and then held off at the last minute, and he picked up a walk. Third walk given up by Mike McCormick, the second in this inning. It loads up the bases as Leon Jones has moved on down to second. And it brings up Ron Swoboda. Ron walked his first time up on a 3-2 pitch. Again, the infield is being played back with the exception of the third baseman, Jim Davenport. Swoboda batting 243 with five home runs and 35 runs batted in. And McCormick working from the full wind-up position. And taking a long time to read the sign, so Ron Swoboda steps out of the batter's box and gets time. Now he's back in. Time is in and the first pitch to the right-hand batter. Curveball that's inside a ball. It just missed inside and Jack Hyatt, the catcher, arguing with Dick Stello. Stello, the home plate umpire, and Stello takes his mask off to answer back. 
usually when that umpire takes that mask off, look out. One ball, no strike. And now the pitch. It is hit the deep right field. A long fly ball going deep in the corner in right field. Henderson makes a dive for it. He cannot get it. Coming in to score is Tommy Agee. Cleon Jones coming around to score from second base. And Clendenin holds the third. So Ron Travota with a double. Flight down into the right field corner. Driving in two runs. And the Mets take the lead by a score of two to nothing. Ron Travota, his 36th and 37th runs batted in. And still with no one out, and the batter coming up is the catcher, Jerry Grody. Ron has had two hits now in this series, and both of them have been doubled. And now again, Dick Stello is in a conversation with the catcher, Jack Hyatt. New York Mets taking the lead on the double by Ron Swoboda by a score of 2 to nothing. And Jerry Grody now coming up to the batter's box. Jerry hit a line drive to right field his first time up and was out. He's batting at 216 with four home runs and 33 runs batted in. Now the Giants are playing their infield in. And McCormick into the windup. And the pitch. Hit hard through the hole in the left field of base end. Clendenin comes in to score from third. Ron Trabuda coming in from second base. The throw to the plate is taken by Jack Hyatt. And on the throw, Brody goes down to second base. And that brings out Clyde King, the manager of the San Francisco Giants, as the Mets take a 4 nothing lead. Two runs batted in by Jerry Grody, his 34th and 35th of the season. Warming up in the bullpen is Ron Herbal, a right-hander. And there the sign is for Herbal to come in the ballgame. So close off the action of Mike McCormick. He gets credit for three innings of work. No one out here in the fourth inning. He has been charged with four runs. He has given up five hits. He struck out one and walked three. And the runner, Jerry Grody, at second base will be his responsibility. Rod Herbal coming in the ballgame is making his 35th appearance. He has a record of Four and one. Herbal has appeared against the Mets twice, working a total of four and a third inning, giving up seven hits and five runs. And now, while McCormick goes out of the ball game, he came in with a record of nine and seven. And Herbal warms up. Let's check out the scores in the major leagues with Lindsey Nelson. All right, Ralph. In the National League, Montreal is at San Diego this afternoon for a doubleheader. Warm-up for the first game, Jerry Robertson and Dave Roberts. In Atlanta, going to the seventh inning now, the Chicago Cubs lead the Atlanta Braves by a score of 6-2. to two. Kenny Holtzman against Phil Necro, who has been relieved by Mill Pappas in the sixth inning. Chicago home runs by Billy Williams, his 15th, and Kenny Holtzman, his first. Down at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, middle of the first inning. Phillies nothing, Dodgers coming to bat. Rick Wise, 11 and 10 against Bill Singer, 13 and, or rather 15 and 8. At the end of seven innings of play in Cincinnati, the Reds 7 and the Cardinals 5. Bob Gibson, 16 and 9 against Jim Merritt, 15 and 5. Relieved by Clay Carroll in the seventh inning. Johnny Bench has hit his 22nd homer. 
Tony Perez has hit his 33rd. Mike Shannon his 11th. And Kurt Flood his 3rd. The end of four innings of play. Houston 1, Pittsburgh nothing. Luke Walker 2 and 4 against Ben Villamaster 10 and 13. The American League, Washington defeated Oakland 8 to 3. Casey Cox over Catfish Hunter. Almost by Bernie Allen. Mike Epstein is 23rd. Frank Howard is 42nd. Ken McMillan is 13th. The end of seven. Minnesota 4, Boston nothing. Landis in relief against Jim Perry. Ted Ulander did his 7th and Harmon Killebrew his 38th. The end of seven innings in New York. It's the Yankees 5, Kansas City 3. Butler's been relieved by Bergmaier in the fifth. Chris Peterson relieved by Jack Aker in the seventh. Lou Pinello homered his 11th. The end of five, Detroit 4, Seattle 2. Willie Horton did his 20th homer. The end of five, it is Cleveland 2, Chicago 2. California, Baltimore, latest start. Ralph? Okay, Lindsay, and the first pitch to Al Weiss is taken high. A throw to second base, and Ron Throck should say Jerry Grody just gets back in ahead of the tag by Hal Lanier. Al Weiss, the batter, taking the pitch in bunny position. It's ball one. Jerry Grody having a tremendous August. He had 21, 20 hits for 55 times up before this ball game, batting at 364 in the month of August. And here in this ball game, a single and two times up and two runs batted in. Weiss now swinging away and grounding the ball toward second base. It's picked up by Don Mason. The throw to first base is in time for the out, and on the play, Grody goes over to third. So Al Weiss does his job of moving the runner over to third base by hitting to the opposite field. That brings up Tom Seaver. Seaver getting booed here by the San Francisco fans for his part in beating Ron Hunt. Ron taken to the hospital for observation. Was carried off the field on a stretcher. And the report was that he was hit on the back of the head and has a bruise on his head. He also had his batting helmet on and the ball hit the helmet. Now the infield in and the first pitch deceiver hit in the hole. A base hit the left field and Jerry Grody scores from third. And the Mets take a 5 nothing lead. Seaver with his base hit, number 8, drives in his fourth run of the season. So now the Mets have a runner at first base with one out, and Tommy Eiji, who started the rally with a walk, has scored. Cleon Jones has scored. Don Van Denen has scored. And Ron Swoboda and Jerry Grody have scored. And the batter coming up is Bud Harrelson. Harrelson has a base hit. And two times up, and... He tries to bunt the first pitch and misses at strike one. Carlson batting 227. He singled the center field in the third. So five runs against the record of Mike McCormick as we close the book completely on him. And the next pitch is swung on and fouled off and it's strike two. Ron Herbal and relief from McCormick working on the mound. Ron with a record of four and one. And the right-hander back and the pitch is low and away and it's one ball and two strikes. The Chicago Cubs have picked up another run in the seventh inning and they lead Atlanta by a score of seven to two after six and a half. Pappas has relieved 
Phil Negro, who was going for his 19th win of the season. And the next pitch to Harrelson is in for call strike three. So Herbal gets a strikeout. The second out of the inning, the Mets leading by a score of 5 nothing, And it brings up Bobby File, the ninth man to bat in the inning. Bobby is 0 for 2. Light out to right field and lined out to short. 318 game winners in the National League. Tom Seaver, Phil Negro, and Fado Steen. And Tom Seaver in this ball game with a 5-0 lead. First pitch to foul, grounded out in the hole, backhanded by Lanier. The throw to second base is not in time. As Don Mason takes the throw by Lanier. And Seaver into the bag with a hard slide beating the throw. And it's a base hit for Bobby Fowle. So the Mets now have Tommy Agee coming up for the second time in the inning. He walked his first time up to start the rally for the Mets that has seen five runs score. Good hustling by Tom Seaver getting down ahead of the throw at second base. A.G., a right-hand batter, is 0 for 1 in the game, batting at 277. And the first pitch is grounded foul at strike one. Mets now have five runs and seven hits. The Giants have no runs and two hits. And the next pitch is high, and it's 1 and 1. A.G. in this series has had only one hit in ten times up. And the 1-1 delivery, inside a ball. It's two balls and one strike. And the next delivery is swung on and fouled back into the stands and the count two and two. Two balls, two strikes, two men away, top of the fourth inning. Seaver at second base, Bobby File at first. And Ron Herbal set to go on the 2-2 pitch. It is just inside ball three. So a full count, three balls, two strikes. The on-deck batter, Cleon Jones, and the runners will be going with the pitch. And now Herbal back to the plate, and the ball is grounded to the shortstop, Hal Lanier, with the runners going. He goes over to first base with his throw, and the side is retired. In the inning, the Mets score five runs on five hits. There were no errors, and two men were left on. And the score, in the middle of the fourth inning, the Mets five, the San Francisco Giants, nothing. Where there... In the early morning, ship, a man meets a train in the New York freight yard. 
He's there to make sure a great lager beer stays great. This man is from Rheingold, and he's checking on a malt ship. Barley malt from America's Great Plains. At the brewery, samples of this malt will be carefully examined by beer experts who make certain it meets Rheingold's high standards. Quality standards that have made Rheingold Extra Dry a truly great beer. You can see that greatness in the proud Rheingold 10-minute head. That's the unmistakable sign of a great beer. Haven't you timed it yet? Rheingold Breweries, New York and Orange, New Jersey. Now, for station identification, this is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball from WKAJFM 102.3 on your FM dial in Saratoga Springs, New York. Kinder, along with Lindsey Nelson and Bob Murphy from San Francisco, California. The first game of a doubleheader coming your way from Candlestick Park. In the second ball game, the Mets will be pitching Jim McAndrew, who has won six and lost five, and the Giants will be countering with Ron Bryant, who has a record of two and one. Final two games of the year between the Mets and Giants. The Mets have won seven of the ten games played. And now for the Giants, Dave Marshall will be batting against Tom Seaver. And the first pitch to the left-hand batter is inside the ball. Marshall out in running position, taking for ball one. Marshall was struck out on three pitches, all fastballs his first time up. And he was batting with runners at first and third and no one out. Now he lines the base hit to right field. the base hit, base hit number three, given up by Tom Seaver. In the bullpen for the Giants, Bob Bolin warming up. As the seventh batter in the batting order, Jack Hyatt comes up. Jack is hitting at 187, and he was struck out looking at a curveball his first time up. Seaver has struck out five in the ballgame. Mets are leading by a 5 nothing score. Hyatt, a right-hand batter. And the first pitch, a curve that's in for call strike. At the end of one and a half innings, Philadelphia nothing, the Dodgers nothing. Rick Wise pitching for the Phillies. He's 11 and 10 against Bill Singer, who has a record of 15 and 8. Dodgers starting the ball game, one game back of the San Francisco Giants in the Western Division and a half game behind Cincinnati. Next pitch is low and it's one and one. Cincinnati leading St. Louis by a score of 7-5 to five after six innings. Next pitch back is swung on and missed. Had joined for a fastball and the count now 1-2. and two. Mets in the Eastern Division, three and a half back of Chicago and leading St. Louis by six. Pittsburgh by six and a half games. The 1-2 pitch. 
It is a slider outside, two and two. Don Clendon and the first baseman for the Mets not holding the runner at first base, playing back of him by about five steps. And the next pitch of fastball, swung on and missed, and Seaver strikes out his sixth batter. That gives Tom a total of 170 strikeouts this year. And it brings up the shortstop, Hal Lanier. This is the fastest we've seen Seaver since his one-hit game against Chicago. He had been having arm trouble, shoulder trouble, actually. But apparently his arm now fine again because he is really blazing the fastball. Palinir popped to second base his first time up with the bases loaded. Now he grounds the ball slowly out toward the shortstop. It's cut off by Fowle. The throw to first base is not in time as Fowle first was going to throw to second base. He had no play there, and then his throw to first base was late. It is being scored a base hit, and that puts runners at first and second with one away and brings up the pitcher's position, but we're going to have a pinch hitter. John Stevenson, a former Met, batting for the Giants. John Stevenson, batting for Ron Herbel. Bob Boland, warming up in the bullpen for the Giants, will be the new pitcher in the ballgame. So with the Mets leading 5-0, the Giants trying to get back in the ballgame with runners at first and second and one out in the bottom half of the fourth. Stevenson, the left-hand batter, hitting 2-11 for the year. He's driven in two runs. He's been up 19 times with four hits. And as Lindsey Nelson pointed out a while back, when Jim Bunning was pitching against the Mets, as a Dodger, John Stevenson was the final out of Bunning's perfect no-hit, no-run game. First pitch is low, and it's ball one. Stevenson is one of four catchers the Giants have on their roster. And the 1-0 pitch by Seaver hit hard. Right back to the second baseman. A fine play by Al Weiss as he backhands the play. Tosses off to Bud Harrelson and the throw on the first base a double play. And the play came off so easily that it would appear to be just a routine double play. But a fine play to start it by Al Weiss. That's double play number 107 for the Mets. In the inning, no runs, two hits, no errors, and one man left in the score at the end of four. New York Mets 5, the San Francisco Giants nothing. We're going to send Rod Gasper up to bat for Cleon Jones. Cleon has been bothered with a bruised hand. He sat out yesterday's game, and so now that the Mets have taken a 5 nothing lead, manager Gil Hodges is going to let Jones rest the remainder of this ball game and replace him with Rod Gasper, who will be leading off here. Meanwhile, Bob Bolin is coming to do the pitching for the San Francisco Giants. He is making his 26th appearance. He has a record of seven wins and seven losses and an earned run average of 4.36. He has not been credited with a save this year. And in his last time out, he appeared at Montreal and got a win when he worked five and a third, gave up two runs on eight hits. 
Jasper is a switch hitter batting left, leading off here. Olin delivers, and it's fouled on the left field line out of play. Don Clendenon is on deck. This is the first game of a doubleheader here at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, California. Jasper is hitting 215. He has one homer, 11 runs batted in, and he has another base hit. And in between it and left center field, center field to Bobby Bonds over to cut it off now. Play it back in, holding Jasper to a single. A leadoff base hit for the Mets in the fifth inning. Leon Jones, by the way, with one for two in his appearances here today. So that his batting average is at 349 if he goes out of the ballgame. Don Clendenon's up. He has singled and walked so far today. Right-hand batter at first base. Willie McCovey holds against the runner, and here is Boland's pitch. It is in there for a call strike. Roboto moves up to the on-deck position. The Mets five runs, eight hits. The Giants no runs, four hits. Boland throws over to first, and Gasper's back safely. Now Boland again with the pitch. Swung on and missed. Two-strike count to Don Clendenon. Jasper's father flew in from Honolulu to see him play Major League Boss Baseball yesterday for the first time. The family home is now in Hawaii. Here's a swing and a miss, strike three. So Clendenon is a strikeout victim as Boland gets his first. One away, Gasper holding it first, and Ron Swoboda is coming up. Walked and double to drive in two runs. The Chicago Cubs have picked up yet another run in the eighth inning. So that they lead the Atlanta Braves now by a score of 8-2 to two going to the bottom of the eighth. They're playing a single game in Atlanta. The Mets are playing two here against the Giants in San Francisco. Mets started the day three and one half games back of the Chicago Cubs. One game back in the loss column. The ball is bunted up the third baseline, a foul ball. Fair handed over there by Jim Davenport. That'll bring Gasper back to first and Kovoda back to the plate. Brody is on deck. Now Svoboda is back in and waiting. And the pitch swung on and missed is strike two. 0 oh and 2. Giant pitcher record is Mike McCormick, who started, worked three innings, faced five batters without retiring, one in the fourth, charged with five runs on five hits, struck out one walk, three. Ron Herbal worked an inning, allowed no runs, two hits, struck out one walk, none. Here's a foul ball back and out of play, and the count holds at two strikes to Ron Swoboda. To many of the old-timers, here for this afternoon's game again, Casey and Edna Stingle. Seated down in the jury box that was devised especially for the purpose of honoring the old-timers here this weekend. It's located down beyond the giant dugout. Here's a pitch high and away. It's ground level. It's one and two. Steve Myers there beside Casey Stingle in the jury box. Bobby Thompson, Danny O'Connell, Dave Coslow.
Here's a throw to first base, and Jasper's back safely. There's one man out. Another throw to first, and Jasper dies back in this time safely. As Boland fired it over that time with kickoff in 10. One, two delivery, and it's foul back and out of play. The count continues at one and two. And that's got all five of their runs in the top half of the fourth inning. Gasper leaves at first base. Here's a swing and a drive that is off the glove of Mason at second. Jasper moves on to second base. And Swoboda is on at first. That was a low-line drive, and for a moment it looked like it might even be a double play because it was right at Mason, but it handcuffed him a little bit and rolled on out in the short right field. So Swoboda is on at first, and Jasper moves up to second. It is an error charged against second baseman Don Mason. Now Jerry Grody... He had a single to drive in two runs in the fourth. He lined out the right field in the second inning. He's a right-hand batter. And that's with runners at first and second and one man out. Brody is the number seven man in the batting order. Poland's pitch. Low for a ball. The two games today the final two meetings of the season between the Mets and the Giants. Now the 1-0 pitch is high for a ball. The Mets then move on down to Los Angeles for three games against the Dodgers that will constitute their final three games of the season against Western Division teams. The Mets open up on Friday night at Shea Stadium from then on to the end of the season. They'll be playing teams in their own Eastern Division. Here's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. Two and one. The Mets have four games remaining against the Chicago Cubs. Two of them at Shea Stadium. Two of them in Chicago. That runner's lead at first and second. Here's Boland's pitch. Inside to Grody. Cow drops back to three and one now. Jasper at second, Swoboda at first. Three-one delivery with the runners going inside, and he walked him. There is no throw, of course, because runners move up as Grody goes to first. They're loaded up one away, and Al Weiss will be the batter. Jill Hodges had the runners going on the 3-1 pitch to Grody. Weiss popped to second and grounded out second to first. He's hitting 217. He's had two home runs and 18 runs batted in. Bolin will be working straight away now. Playing and a miss at strike one to Al White. The Mets are leading here by a score of five to nothing. Here in the first game of a doubleheader. 
Jim McAndrew against Ronnie Bryant in the second game here today. That's low for a ball. One and one now to White. That's making a bid here. And the top of the fifth to add a few more runs. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Foul back and out of play. It's one and two. For this Sunday doubleheader, the biggest crowd that the Mets have seen in this stadium this year. Bolin looks in to take a time from Jackie Hyatt for the 1-2 pitch. On the way. He fouled it off and stays alive at one and two. Tom Stever is on deck. Jasper at third, Svoboda at second, Grody at first. Bowling into the motion. Delivers one, two. Swung on and hit in the air down the right field line. Slicing over into foul territory. Chased over, but going into the season out of play. So the count continues at one and two to Al White. We'll be on the air from Los Angeles at 4 p.m. New York time tomorrow afternoon to bring you the Mets and the Dodgers on Labor Day. Here's the one-two pitch. Swung on and foul back into the seat. Jackie Hyde got rid of the mask and was looking around shading his eyes thinking it might be playable. It was not. In New York, the Yankees have defeated the Kansas City Royals by a final score of five to three as Fritz Peterson gets the win. His 14th and Bill Butler takes the loss. He's seven and nine. The bases are loaded with one man out for the Mets here in the fifth. Pitch is thrown in line into center for a base hit. Gasper comes on to score. Swoboda around third. He's coming on to score. Rudy holds it second. Wise turns and holds it first. Single to center. Two runs batted in. So now Wise has 20 RBIs for the season, and the Mets lead in this game by a score of 7 to nothing. He's smacked it at one solidly. A line drive to center field. So now... Runners at first and second with one man out and Tom Seaver coming up. Seaver is one for two. He's single to drive and a run in the fourth inning. Rico Carty has hit his 11th home run of the year with nobody on base in the eighth inning for the Atlanta Braves. So it's at 8-3 to three now. The Chicago Cubs leading the Atlanta Braves with the Braves still batting in the bottom of the eighth. Here is a pitch high to Seaver for ball one. Don McMahon is up and throwing now in the bullpen for the San Francisco Giants. Right-hander Don McMahon, a veteran relief early. Off the stretch now, Boland fits the receiver, swung on and missed. It's one and one. Cincinnati Reds are leading the St. Louis Cardinals 7-5, to five, going to the bottom of the eighth inning. Pittsburgh Pirates have scored two in the sixth to take a 2-1 to one lead over the Houston Astros. That game going out to the bottom half of the sixth inning. 
Here's a pitch that's in for a call. Strike two. One and two to Stevens. Midway of the third inning, the Dodgers are leading the Phillies by a score of one to nothing on Willie Crawford's ninth home run. Came in the second inning with nobody on base. Seaver swings and misses strike three. Bolin gets his second strikeout. Two Mets away. Runners holding first and second and Bud Harrelson coming up. Harrelson, the switch hitter, will be batting left. He is one for three. That's seven. Giant nothing. This pitch is in for a call strike. Jody at second, Weiss at first. Here's a swing and a drive into right field for a base hit. Jody is rounding third, he's coming home. The ball is overrun by right field to Ken Henderson. Weiss goes to third as Jody scores. And on at first with a single to right and the run batted in is Bud Harrelson. The Mets are leading by a score of eight to nothing. Bobby Fowle will be coming up now. Runners at first and third. File is one for three, right-hand batter. Mets have eight runs, ten hits. Giants have no runs, four hits. We're in the top of the fifth. Here's a swing and a miss to strike one. Bolin checks the runners first and third. Here's a swing and a miss. Strike two to Bobby File at the plate. That just scored three runs on three hits and a giant error here in the top half of the fifth inning. Two strike delivery. They swung on and popped up foul back at first, but playable to McCovey. Big stretch is over, and he makes the cut. So the side is out. As the Mets got three runs on three hits, there was one giant error and two Mets left. In the middle of the fifth inning, the score is the Mets eight, and the Giants nothing. Very interesting, but the pay is lousy. This is Artie Johnson for Vista. I meant what I said. The pay is lousy. Vista volunteers only get $50 a month for the year they sign up but they get an awful lot in satisfaction. The satisfaction of knowing that they've made life a little bit better for somebody who's had it pretty bad most of the time. Vista volunteers, volunteers in service to America, spend a year where the real poverty is, in the big city slums, in migrant worker camps. They teach. They help get cooperation from red tape-ridden agencies. They do whatever they can to make life a little bit better. It's one of the few programs in the land of plenty that's designed to help the plenty who have nothing. It's not a job. It's a dedication. If you think you might have the guts to try, write VISTA, V-I-S-T-A, Box A, Washington, D.C. Now that's what I call very interesting. Smith to face Tom Seaver, who has struck out six and walked two to this point, and allowing no runs and four hits. 
It'll be the top of the batting order. Ken Henderson up to lead off for the Giants. He's struck out in singles so far. Willie Mays has not appeared in this series. He is out with a full ligament in his left knee. It's sort of a day-by-day proposition. Willie has played in 93 games this year for the San Francisco Giants. They've played 131. Henderson's a switch hitter, batting left. Seaver delivers, and it is in there for a call strike. Don Mason found up. Here's Seaver's pitch. Breaks low, and it's one and one. The Mets started the day with a record of 75 wins and 53 losses. The Giants, 73 wins and 58 losses. Here's a swing, and it's popped up out back a second. Digging out is Harrelson. Agee's coming in. Who's going to take it, fellas? There is a collision. As both uh, Harrelson and Agee go down, uh, Harrelson made the catch, but it was a soft collision, not as much a collision as they they were really holding each other up. As Agee was coming straight in, and the shortstop Bud Harrelson is going out. Harrelson got the baseball, and then they just sort of went into each other's arms and both went down onto the turf, but there is no damage done. Both are all right, and there's one away. Don Mason's coming up. His first time up. He replaced Ron Hunt after Hunt was hit by a pitch ball and left the ball game. Here's a pitch in for a call strike. Hunt was taken to St. Luke's Hospital to spend the night for observation. He was conscious. The pitch hit his batting helmet, the back of it. Here's a swing and a ground ball, deep short. Big hop to Harrelson, guns it across in time to Clinton and, and there are two men off. Davenport will be coming up. Here's the final score of the Cincinnati Reds, who were a half game back of the Giants starting today, have defeated the St. Louis Cardinals 7-5. to Jim Merritt gets his 16th win. Bob Gibson takes the loss. He's 16-10. and now, Hanky Gary has relieved Ted Abernathy in the eighth inning for the Chicago Cubs with Atlanta still batting. Hardy had hit a home run earlier in that eighth inning. Here's a pitch this time for a ball. Save for the finest products on the road, drive into Sitco, a nice place to visit. Pitch is low, and it's 2-0. Cubs are leading the Braves by a score of 8-3 to three in that game in Atlanta. The Cubs have made two pitching changes in the eighth inning. Pitch misses outside. It's 3-0 and oh now to Davenport, who struck out and lined out so far. McCovey is on deck. Pitch low. It's a walk on four pitch balls to Davenport. The third walk is by Seaver. Brings up McCovey. Big stretch, tripled out to the left center, leading off the second inning but did not score, and he walked in the third inning. There were two men on base at first and second time, so his walk loaded the bases, but on each of those occasions, Seaver managed to pitch his way out. He challenged McCovey with a 2-0 fastball in the first inning, and the triple resulted. 
The Mets put on the McCovey shift. Three infielders between first and second. Third baseman Baugh moved way over toward the bag at second. Outfield shifted around. Two men out, runner at first. Here's the pitch to McCovey. Swung on it on the ground. Second baseman Weiss has it. He plays over to first in time. And the side is out. So it is no runs, no hits, no errors, a walk and one left. The end of five full innings to play. The score is the Mets eight, the Giants nothing. The Mets will be coming up now in the sixth inning, and it'll be Tommy Agee to lead off. Facing Bob Bolin, the pitcher of record is Mike McCormick, who started. Ronnie Bryant will be pitching the second game for the Giants. Jim McAndrew will pitch the second game here today for the New York Mets. Pitcher for the Mets tomorrow afternoon will be Jerry Kuzman against the Dodgers. Jim Bunning will be going for Los Angeles. Agee struck out, walked, and grounded out. Right-hand batter facing the right-hand pitcher. Here's a swing and a miss, strike one. Rod Jasper next in the order. The Mets eighth, the Giants nothing. This is the third game of a four-game series. The pitch is high for a ball. The Atlanta Braves got two runs in the bottom of the eighth, so it is the Chicago Cubs eighth, the Atlanta Braves four, going to the ninth inning. Time has been called because of rain. There's a swing and a foul ball. Back and out of play. It is raining in Atlanta, Georgia. That game is being held up at the end of eighth because of rain. The Houston Astros got a run in the bottom of the sixth, so it is now Pittsburgh two and Houston two at the end of sixth inning. One and two is the count to Tommy Agee at the plate. Bob Boland's pitch. A little high. It's two and two. Boland delivers 2-2. Two, two. Strong on, hammered on the ground to third. Davenport gets the big hop, guns it across the first in time. And there is one away. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is New York Mets Baseball on WKJ-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York. This is Lindsey Nelson with Bob Murphy and Ralph Kiner at Candlestick Park in San Francisco, California. And Rod Jasper's up. Here's Bob Boland's pitch, swung on it on the ground, and it's going through in the right field for a base hit. As Don Mason made a dive for the ball, and it just took the end of the fingers of his glove. Went on out in the right for a base hit, and the Mets have a base runner with one man out. So it's Don Clendenon coming up. Glenn Dunnan has single walked and struck out. His home run in the 10th inning yesterday won the game for the Mets by a score of 3-2. to two. Jasper is 2-for-2. Two two. That was base hit number 11 for the Mets. They're leading in the game by a score of 8 to nothing. Boland's pitch swung on and missed at strike one as Ron Swoboda moves up on deck. Willie McCovey is holding against Jasper at first. It's on tight for a ball. Jasper came into the game. After the Mets had taken a 5-0 lead. 
to replace Cleon Jones, being rested for the remainder of this game. Bothered by a bruised hand and was rested yesterday except for a pinch hitting appearance. This pitch is in for a called strike. One and two now to Don Clendenin. Bright, warm, and sunny in San Francisco. This is the last day of August. That pitch is high inside, rocks him back. It's 2-2. New York Mets came into today's doubleheader with a record in August of 20-9, their finest month ever. Throw to first, not in time. Gasper's back safely. Now again, Boland sets up. Pitch to Clendon. Swung on and missed. Struck him out. Boland's third strikeout. Two minutes away here in the top half of the sixth inning. Ron Swoboda's coming up. Walked double to right to drive in two runs and was on on an error by Mason. Gasper holding it first with two away. Now the pitch, high and tight for a ball. Jerry Grody moves out on deck. Now the 1-0 pitch, swung on and it's popped up. Down the right field line, a foul ball. Chased by Mason, chased by McCovey. And the warning track makes catch. Comes up with it with a lot of white showing in the glove. Ramona has fouled out to first. It's no runs, a hit, no errors, and one left. In the middle of the sixth inning, the score is the Mets eight, the Giants nothing. Now here's a word from Rheingold. You can tell a great beer even after you finish drinking it. Just look at that lacy head still clinging to the side of your empty glass. Those rings of lace mean the head stayed up as your beer went down. That's the sign of a great beer. The sign of Rheingold Extra Dry. The beer with the 10-minute head. That head tells you Rheingold's brewed of the finest malt. Rheingold's aged to perfection. So after you finish your next Rheingold, look for the lace inside your glass. Even on an empty glass, the proud Rheingold 10-minute head leaves its mark of greatness. Dry beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. And for Rheingold, whenever you fight beer, Rheingold can't so high. Rheingold's food extra dry. Won't you try extra dry Rheingold beer? The Rheingold 10-minute head. Haven't you timed it yet? Rheingo Breweries, New York and Orange, New Jersey. We're going now to the bottom of the sixth inning. And it'll be Bobby Bonds up to lead off for the Giants. The press box PA has just informed us that Ron Hunt was taken to Mills Hospital instead of St. Luke's after he was hit by the pitch ball. He was conscious all the while. He'll spend the night at the hospital under observation. Bobby Bonds, the right-hand batter, has walked, stolen the base, and flied out to center field so far here today. Well, the 
Minnesota Twins have defeated the Boston Red Sox 6-2. And meanwhile, Washington was knocking off Oakland 8-3. So the Minnesota Twins of Billy Martin extend their lead in the Western Division of the American League to four and a half games. And Jim Perry gets his 17th win. It's a swing and a one-hop at a deep short. Harrelson up with it, plays to first. And the tag is made by Clendenin on the shoulder of Bonds coming by. The throw pulled him off a step inside. And Clendenin, with the big glove, made a sweeping motion, pulling in the throw and tagging Bonds on the shoulder at the same time. So there's one away. Dave Marshall's coming up. He's struck out and lined a single to right so far. The Mets are leading by a score of eight to nothing. Tom Seaver has been in all the way. Marshall is a left-hand batter, and here is Seaver's pitch. Swung on and missed for a strike. San Diego, Rusty Staub has hit a home run for the Montreal Expos in the third inning with one man on his 25th. The end of three innings, Montreal to San Diego, nothing. That's the first game of a doubleheader. Seaver strike one pitch. A little low, it's one and one. Bobby Fowle on the edge of the infield grass at third base against the left-hand batter. It is high for a ball. Seaver goes behind two and one. Seaver struck out six and walked three in this ball game. Two-one delivery, and it's in there for a call strike. It's two-two. Doug McGraw is doing a little shadow pitching and a little shadow batting down in the bullpen. It's a swing and a miss strike three. Strikeout number seven for Tom Seaver. Two Giants are out in the sixth inning. And Jackie Hyatt's coming up. He's been up twice and struck out both times. Once looking, once swinging. The Mets, eight runs, 11 hits, no errors. The Giants, no runs, four hits, one error. This pitch is outside for a ball. Beaver into the motion. Pitch is a call strike. Hal Lanier is on deck now. Ed Cranesville has left the dugout and is going down to the bullpen area, windmilling his arm as he gets down there, so apparently he's going to warm up. There's a chain, and it's in there for a call strike to make it one ball and two strikes now to Jackie Hyatt. Ed Cranesville has been out of action with a bruised hand, but apparently he's going to get some action here. Here's a swing and a miss, strike three. Eight strikeouts for Seaver. The side's out in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. The end of six full innings to play. The score is the Mets eight. The Giants, nothing. Hi, this is Greg Morris of Mission Impossible with an important question for young men. Do you know where you're going? Have you considered the Coast Guard? The United States Coast Guard builds well-rounded men, experts in a variety of fields, men with eyes on the future. At the United States Coast Guard Academy, you'll receive the finest education and military training, a Bachelor of Science degree, and the commission in the United States Coast Guard. If you have the ability to take command, the Coast Guard is interested in you. At the Academy, you can concentrate on engineering, management, or oceanography. Your training and education will encompass every facet of the Coast Guard's humanitarian mission. 
have what it takes, take a career in the Coast Guard. For brochure and application form, write to the Director of Admissions, Coast Guard Academy, New London, Connecticut. That's the Director of Admissions, Coast Guard Academy, New London, Connecticut. Facing Bob Bolin, top of the seventh inning. And the fastball inside at high ball one. Jerry made the score 4 nothing when he singled two runs in during the five-run explosion back in the fourth inning. Now the pitch to Grody. He ducks and it goes right over his helmet. Two balls and no strikes. Jerry has lined to right, singled two big runs in, and drawn a walk and scored a run. Jerry hitting about 370 for the month of August, and this is the last day of the month. Now the 2-0 pitch by Bolin, hit in the air, foul, back towards the crowd. This will be out of play. That's trying to win their eighth game in 11 from San Francisco. A big right-hander from Hickory, North Carolina, fires and misses inside. Jerry Grody, three balls, one strike. Al White's on deck, and then Tom Seaver. Now the pitch on the way. Inside, it's ball four, and Grody takes a stroke. Both of these clubs have been good doubleheader ball clubs this year. The Giants have swept six while being swept only twice. The Mets have swept eight while being swept only twice. pitch on the way to Al Weiss, a breaking ball that swung and missed, strike one. Al singled at two runs across the plate his last time up, raising his RBI total to 20. Brody on first, nobody out. And a foul, hit back over the screen, no play. Bob Bolin has walked two and struck out three. He's the third giant pitcher called on by Clyde King. That's knocked Mike McCormick out in the fourth inning, and Herbal was brought on. He was belted around by the Mets, and Bob Bolin came in. And a check swing by Al White. One ball and two strikes. Al has the fielding play of the game to his credit. Beautiful backhand play of a hard ground ball that started a double play at a critical point in the ballgame. Ground ball hit hard right at the short. Lanier throws to Mason. One out of first base for the play. He's done that one. Ground ball hit straight as a screen. Close back to Alanis. Two outs, nobody on. Tommy Seaver coming up. Tom has one for three, and the base hit drove in a run. This base hit made the score 5 nothing. Al White made a 7 nothing, and he singled two in. But Harrelson singled in the eighth run. Four 18-game winners in the National League. Tom.
Tom Seaver, Phil Necro, Claude Osteen, and Ferguson Jenkins. Seaver and Necro pitching today. Necro cannot win. Inside and high. So if Seaver can win this one, he is the first 19-game winner in the National League. The top winner in the Major Leagues, Denny McLean with 21. Chokes up on the handle of the bat. Mets leading 8-0. Fouled back into the screen. No play. We are in the top half of the seventh. New York eight runs on 11 hits. No errors. The Giants no runs. Four hits and one error. Two strike delivery. Up high and Harrelson takes. One ball, two strikes. retired in the seventh. No runs, no hits, no errors, and one left off. At the end of six and one half innings, the New York Mets eight and the San Francisco Giants nothing. Next Saturday at Shea Stadium, and that's the 6th of September, camera day. The day for all the amateur photographers to bring along a lot of film on their favorite camera. And zero in on close-up shots of your favorite ball players on the New York Mets. Manager Gil Hodges, his coaches, Yogi Berra, Eddie Yost, Rube Walker, and Joe Pignantano. And all the players will be in uniform and glad to pose for you in the picture-taking session that will last about a half an hour. And it will start at 12.15 p.m. And as in the past, valuable prizes including an eight-day trip for two to Las Vegas, Palm Springs, and Los Angeles, will be awarded for the best shots, and they may be mailed to the following address. So jot this address down. Pathmark Met Camera Day, Box 125, Carl Place, New York, 11514. Pathmark Met Camera Day, Box 125, Carl Place, New York, 11514. Entries must be in no later than October 1st. So all of you fans who are planning to shoot pictures of your favorite Mets, 
Make it a point to be at Shea next Saturday, camera day, September the 6th, before the Mets take on the Phillies in a single game, starting at 2.15. Casey Stingle must be enjoying this ballgame. 
Casey and Edner are here among the baseball celebrities on the Old Timers Weekend. Trickling foul off to the right, no play. They have resumed play in Atlanta now following the rain delay. They go to the ninth inning, the Cubs leading 8-4. Foul, no play. Chicago getting slugging in today's game. A three-run homer by Billy Williams and a two-run homer by Kenny Holtzman. Rico Cardi homered in the eighth inning for the Atlanta Braves with nobody on. Then at the end of eight, the rain game. They were held up. Now they have resumed. The Cubs leading 8-4. Two-strike delivery. Ground ball hit toward the middle. Weiss moving quickly. Grabs the ball. Steps on second making the force play unassisted to retire the side. No runs, two hits, no errors, and one left. At the end of seven, the New York Mets eight, the San Francisco Giants nothing. This is Bill Cosby. When I was going to college, I realized that many middle-class and upper-class college students didn't realize what was going on in the poverty area. And so, when it came time to teach children from the poverty area they couldn't very well communicate with them. You have to learn how to communicate with kids who would probably never make it because they were missing out on a good education. Now today, college kids know what's happening. Now if you're one of these college graduates who understands the ball game and wants to change the score, think about joining the teacher corps. It's two years of tough work in poverty area schools and communities plus a tuition-free master's degree with $75 a week. Sounds challenging? You better believe it. Write Teacher Corps, Washington, D.C., 20202. Stunning in the opener of this doubleheader, and Don McMahon, the veteran right-hander, 39-year-old fireballer, born in Brooklyn, and he still throws the baseball hard. Takes over in relief. Bobby File will be leading off. Mike McCormick gave up five runs and five hits. Bob Barton is coming in behind the plate. And he is going to hit in McCovey's spot in the batting order. Which means the pitcher McMahon is now hitting in the catcher spot, Jack Hyatt. Starter Mike McCormick allowed five runs, five hits. Ron Herbal, no runs and two hits. And Bob Bolden gave up three runs, allowed four hits. File hits a high drive deep to left field. Way back by the fence. It might be playable. And it's caught by Marshall against the fence. Right against the wire fence, Marshall, the left fielder, made the grab of a well-hit drive by Bobby File. Bobby just missing in a bid for his first Major League home run. Now Tommy Agee is the batter. Tommy 0 for 4. 
the only member of the starting lineup without a base hit at this point. Tommy has been on once with a walk. Fouled back toward the crowd. Full of Giants, Clyde King resting Willie McCovey the remainder of the way. And playing Bob Berta at first, Barton is behind the plate. And Don McMahon is on the mound. And the pitch by the big right-hander. A grounder hit hard under the glove of Jimmy Davenport. And Tommy Agee is on. Hard hit ground ball. And we'll wait and see how they score. That's the base hit for Tommy Agee. So everybody in the starting lineup has at least one hit. Bud Harrelson, two for four. Bobby File has one. Tommy Agee, one. Cleon Jones had one before he left the game. Rod Gaspar has had two since coming in. Dunnan one, Swoboda one, Brody one, Weiss one, and Tommy Seaver one. Rod Gasper, two for two, facing Don McMahon. McMahon's fifth relief appearance and third against New York. Foul going out of play. Don McMahon was the winning pitcher the only game taken by the Giants in the three-game series at Shea Stadium. Pitch to Rod Gaspers, fouled, back over the screen, and the count is strike two. Cuts now have eight runs on 12 base hits. a big rally in the ninth inning. The Nuts will not get any help from Atlanta this afternoon. Cubs leading 8-4 to four going to the ninth. Chicago goes to Cincinnati following the series in Atlanta. That'll be a tough series for them. It's up high. One ball and two strikes. And the Mets, of course, have no soft touch. They're going to Dodger Stadium. One out and one on in the top of the eighth inning with New York in front, 8 nothing. Eddie Crane's rule, the on-deck batter. He took over for Don Glendetta. Slammed a foul down the left field line and out of play up into the crowd. Well, the Atlanta game is now in the last of the ninth inning, and once again, it is raining in the air, being held up. Bob Berta holding against Tommy Agee at first. Don McMahon, the fourth pitcher used by Clyde King, and a fly ball hit the shallow left field. Marshall ambling in, draws the beat on it, and makes the catch. In the American League, the Chicago White Sox stormed from behind with three in the last of the ninth inning to defeat the Cleveland Indians 7-6. to six. Dan Osinski, the winner in relief of Tommy John, Ron Law, the loser. Home runs by Hawk Harrelson and Don Pavlidic. Final, Chicago 7, 
Cleveland six on a three-run ninth inning by Chicago. Now a fastball to Eddie Cranebull, strike one. Eddie Cranebull's first time at bat. He took over, relieving Don Glendon. And a breaking ball, low inside, one ball, one strike. All of the games of the American League are now complete, except the Baltimore-California game. Washington beat Oakland 8-3, and Minnesota beat the Red Sox 6-2. Billy Martin's Twins have now opened up a four-and-a-half game lead in the Western Division. On the outside corner of threes, one ball, two strikes. The New York Yankees in the stadium on the combined pitching of Fritz Peterson and Jack Aker. Turned back Kansas City 5-3. Bill Butler was the loser. Detroit beat Seattle 7-2. Earl Wilson winning. Willie Horton had two home runs. Swing and a best strike three. Ed Cranebull struck out by Don McMahon. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left on. At the end of seven and one-half innings, the New York Mets 8 and the San Francisco Giants nothing. Having a problem in deciding where to take your group on its next outing? If so, let the Mets Group Sales Department solve it for you. This department is manned by experts in handling both men's and women's groups. These same specialists encourage community and civic organizations, social and fraternal clubs, youth, family, and athletic groups to take in a Mets ball game and enjoy a day at Shea. In addition to providing group ticket sales for a ball game, our representatives will be happy to furnish you with all the details of the beautiful restaurants at Shea Stadium, which are available for parties, large or small, up to 700 persons. For groups of 100 or more, recognition will be given to your organization on the changeable message scoreboard here at Shea. Residents of Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York can easily obtain additional information simply by writing to Group Sales Manager, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, 11368. Or if you like, telephone 212-672-3000. The representative handling your area will be more than happy to personally speak before your men's or women's group, large or small, and explain all the details. Call or write today. Before Jimmy Davenport faces Tom Seaver, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're listening to New York Mets Baseball on WKHA-FM 102.3 in Saratoga Springs, New York. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kainer and Lindsay Nelson is the last of the ages. Candlestick. The number three hitter, Jim Davenport, is up against Tom Seaver. Rounder back to the mound. Seaver has it. Jogs two strides and throws the crane tool. One down. Here are the warm-ups for the American League game at Baltimore for the California Angels, Rudy May. An 18-game winner, Mike Cuellar, will be on the hill for the birds. All of the other American League action is over. The White Sox beat Cleveland 7-6. Detroit down Seattle 7-2. Yankees 5, the Royals 3. Minnesota 6, Boston 2, and Washington 8, Oakland 3. Bob Barton is the batter, hitting for the first time in the game. He's in McCovey's spot in the batting order, and he takes a strike. Foul back over the screen. Willie McCovey had one for two and a walk. His base hit was a three-base hit leading off in the second inning, but Tom Seaver pitched his way out of the triple. 
up on his swing, and the slider just misses. One ball, two strikes to right-handed hitting Bob Barton. Swing and a miss, strike three. For Tom Seaver, his ninth strikeout of the game. This is the best that Tom has looked in quite a while, and he certainly has not looked bad. Tom is such a perfectionist, although he has won his last three decisions, he has not been satisfied with his own performance. Bonds the hitter and he takes strike one call. Bonds has walked, fly to center, hit a ball hard to short, and Buddy Harrelson threw him out on an excellent play. And a slider over the outside corner, strike two. The Giants are carrying four catchers, and three of the four have seen service in this ballgame. Two strike delivery. Curve just missed inside. One ball, two strikes. Willie McCovey and Bobby Barnes have both been red hot. Low outside is two and two. Over the last ten games, Barnes and McCovey have combined to drive 40 runs in. Pitching two and two. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Fever getting bonds with a fastball. And Tom is now in double figures in strikeouts. That's his 10. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left on. At the end of eight innings, the New York Mets eight and the San Francisco Giants nothing. Why not make it a happening? The start of something big. In all the world, only a few thousand men have mastered the skies from the deck of a ship at sea. You could be one of them as a naval aviator. If you're going to be something, why not be something special? It's where it's all happening. Now. go, ninth inning in the first game of this big doubleheader. The New York Mets behind Tom Seaver's shutout hurling are in front by a score of 8-0. The nightcap is Jim McAndrew against rookie southpaw Ron Bryant. Now as we hit the ninth, let's pick up the action with Ralph Kane. Okay, Bob Murphy, and once again, hi everyone. Ron Swoboda will lead off with the Mets. Ron has a double and three official times up. He also has walked and he has driven in two runs. And the first pitch by Don McMahon is low for a ball. And the right-hander back, and the pitch is swung on and missed. One and one. The Atlanta ball game, Atlanta against the Cubs, has been resumed in the bottom of the ninth inning. Cubs leading eight to four. Next delivery to Ron Swoboda's high, and the count. Two balls, one strike. 
Houston got two runs in the bottom of the eighth inning, and they lead Pittsburgh by a score of four to two after eight. A check swing ground ball out towards second base. Don Mason charges the ball, comes up with the ball, throws to first base for the out. That'll bring up Jerry Grody. Jerry has a base hit and two runs batted in. And two official times up. Tried Royal Crown Cola lately. It's moving up fast in popularity, catching on all over the country. Get with R.C., the comer. Brody now with 35 RBIs, and the first pitch is hit out toward right field. The right fielder, Ken Henderson, moving over toward the foul line, makes the catch, and it's out number two. That'll bring up Al White. Al has a base hit and four times up. Everybody in the starting lineup has had at least one hit as the Mets lead by a score of 8 nothing on 12 base hits. White singled in a run, making two runs in the fifth inning. In the ninth inning, the bottom half of the ninth, the Giants will have Dave Marshall, Jack Hyde, and Hal Lanier as their scheduled first three batters. First pitch is ball one to Al White. Al now has 20 runs batted in. All the runs in this ball game have been driven in by Ron Svoboda, Jerry Grody, Al White, Tom Seaver, and Bud Harrelson. Next pitch, a call strike, and the count one and one. Rusty's job has homered. In the ball game at San Diego, and Montreal leads 2-0 after five and a half innings. For stop is 25th home run of the season. Next pitch is fouled off out of play in the count one and two. And the Cub game is over, and the Cubs have won it by a score of eight to four. Winning pitcher was Ken Holtzman. Losing pitcher was Phil Necro. Holtzman now 16 and eight for the year. Necro has won 18 and lost 12. Home runs by Williams, Holtzman, and Cardi in the game. Next pitch is called strike three. And Don McMahon has taken the Mets down one, two, three. And the score at the end of eight and a half innings, the Mets eight, the San Francisco Giants, nothing. The finest in Italian cuisine and a wide array of steaks, chops, and seafood await your dining pleasure at Mangino's Restaurant, located in the south end of Saratoga Lake. But there's a big difference between just ordinary Italian or American cuisine and Mangino's fine foods. At Mangino's, your order is never prepared hours before. Mangino's realize that good food cannot be hurried, and they ask you to give them a little time to prepare it properly. All dishes are prepared to your order when your order is placed, never simmering away for hours or minutes in the kitchen. And that's the big difference at Mangino's. Why not enjoy eating Italian food the way it should be savored? And down at Mancino's Restaurant, located in the south end of Saratoga Lake at Route 9P, just two miles from Route 9. A complete line of Italian specialties are served to tempt the palate, and their steaks and chops and seafood are equally as delightful. If you're planning a banquet or party for up to 75 people, call Mancino's for their special party menu. They'll be happy to give you complete details. That's Mancino's Restaurant, the home of truly fine foods, Route 9P, the south end of Saratoga Lake. Bottom of the ninth inning, the Mets leading by a score of 8 nothing as Tom Peter completes his warm-up pitches. Tom would be working to Dave Marshall as his first batter. Then the catcher, Jack Hyde, is due up next, but Jim Ray Hart is in the on-deck circle, and he will probably bat for Hyatt. 
Giants have eight runs, 12 hits. They made no errors. The Giants, no runs, six hits, and one error. Marshall's had one hit and three times up, and Seaver's first pitch is bunted, but bunted out foul. And it's strike one. One strike count for Dave Marshall. Marshall, Marshall coming back from position down by first base as he was trying to beat out that bunt that went foul. If they win this ball game, three and a half games back of Chicago, the Cubs defeating Atlanta by a score of eight to four. St. Louis Cardinals got beat by Cincinnati seven to five, so Cincinnati will take over if the Giants lose first place in the Western Division. Now pitch back, call the strike, curveball in, strike two. Mets started the action. Ahead of St. Louis in second place. Next pitch, the ball on the count of one and two. Mets were six games ahead of St. Louis, so they'll pick up a full game on the Cardinals if they win. Now, oh, swing at a fastball and strike three. That is the 11th strikeout for Tom Seaver. That gives him his first out here in the bottom half of the ninth. The Mets leading 8-0, and Jim Ray Hart is now coming up as a pinch hitter.
batting 224 this year. No home runs, 23 runs batted in. Next pitch is grounded to the shortstop. Harrelson could be an in double play. The throw to second is in time and on the first base for a double play that ends the ball game. So Tom Seaver pitches the shutout. His third shutout of the season, his 12th complete game, has the Mets win it by a score of 8 to nothing. In the inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, and no one left on. And the final score of the ball game, the New York Mets 8, San Francisco Giants nothing. We'll be back with the recap in just one minute. second game of this four-game series, as Tom Seaver has become a 19-game winner. Tom, the first 19-game winner in the National League, and his record now at 19-7 and seven as he pitches his third shutout of the season. Losing pitch in the ball game was Mike McCormick. Mets got to him for five runs in the fourth inning as they knocked McCormick out of the box on five base hits. In that fourth inning, the leadoff batter Tommy Agee walked. Leon Jones singled to put Agee over at third base. Then Don Clendenin walked to load up the bases. Ron Svoboda came through with a double in the right field corner to drive in two runs. Jerry Grody then singled in two runs. That knocked Mike McCormick out of the box and brought in Ron Herbel. Tom Seaver singled to drive in another run to make it a 5 nothing ball game. But Harrelson then struck out, but Bobby Fowle came up with an infield hit. And the Mets had five runs in in the inning, and they sent them into the plate as Agee made the final out as he grounded out to short. Mets added three more runs off relief pitcher Bob Bolin as they got three runs on three hits in the fifth inning, and that concluded their scoring. Mets winning the first game of this doubleheader, picking up 12 base hits, and everyone in the lineup got a base hit for the New York Mets. Seaver was in trouble only two times in the ball game. In the second inning, Willie McCovey led off with a triple. Bobby Bonds walked in the 3-2 pitch, and with runners at first and third, Dave Marshall struck out on three pitches. Jack Hyatt, batting with the count going against him, saw Bobby Bonds steal second base, put runners at second and third, but Hyatt looked at a curveball for a call strike three. That gave Seaver his second out of the inning. He then got Hal Lanier to pop to second base to end the inning. In the third inning, the Giants had the bases loaded on a single by Ken Henderson. Ron Hunt was hit in the head by a pitch ball and was carried off the field in the stretcher. The report on him was that he had a bruised back, bruise on his head, and he has been taken to the hospital for observation and will be left there overnight. He left the field conscious 
and it is assumed that he is not hurt seriously. After Ron was hit by the pitch ball, Jim Davenport lined to center field, runners holding his first and second. Willie McCovey then walked in four pitches, and with two men away and the bases loaded, Bobby Bonds did a high fly ball to center field for the final out of the inning. In the fourth inning, the Giants had base hit by Dave Marshall and Hal Lanier, but then John Stevenson was out on a fine double play started by Al White. That was all the trouble that Seaver was in in the ball game as he recorded his 19th win. That ties him with Jerry Kuzman for the most wins in one season by any Met pitcher. And for Seaver, of course, it makes him the first 19-game winner in the National League. Mets holding three and a half games behind Chicago as the Cubs won over Atlanta by a score of 8-4. to four. And they'll be going out in the second game to try and cut a half game off of that lead as they'll be pitching Jim McAndrew with a record of 6-5 and five against Ron Bryant, who has a record of 2-1. and one. Mets now against San Francisco have won eight and lost three this year with the final game coming in the second ball game. And here at Candlestick Park, the Mets have won three of the five games played. Wine score of the ball game, the Mets eight runs, 12 hits, no errors, nine men left on base. San Francisco, no runs, seven hits, one error, and eight men left on. New York Mets baseball has been a feature presentation of the New York Mets baseball network and Rheingold Extra Dry, the beer with a 10-minute head and was brought to you by several local sports-minded businessmen who hope you have enjoyed today's game and by the staff of WKAJ-FM 102.3 on your FM dial who urge you to patronize the sponsors to make these broadcasts possible. Remember, you can hear all the New York Mets games at home or away night and day on the FM voice of WKAJ Radio in Saratoga Springs, New York. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network.